Thank you so much for joining us here today on the Fearless Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Barter, and today we have a very special guest, and we are talking all about skincare and why the current approach to skincare is toxic and could be damaging your skin, so you don't want to miss this episode. Welcome to the Fearless Health Podcast with host Dr. Anne-Marie Barter. Dr. Barter is on a mission to help people achieve their health and wellness goals and help men and women live their best lives fearlessly. Dr. Barter is the founder of Alternative Family Medicine and Chiropractic in Denver and Longmont, Colorado. My special guest today is Danny Neifert. She's a licensed esthetician with over 20 years of experience with natural product formulation, as well as hands-on treatment with her clients. She's also the author of The Relearning Skincare, The Story of the Skin and the New Way, where she's a fresh voice and a visionary for skin health providers and enthusiasts everywhere. She's a clean beauty advocate and a speaker who loves to bring skin health back to the earth through stories and practicality. She practices both in Boulder and Santa Barbara, California. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Danny. So excited to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Anne. Well, so I am curious, you know, um, we talk about what's super outdated in the current treatment of skincare. So what are we doing wrong? Well, this is a, the answer is two parts. And so number one, we all have been trying to clean up our ingredient lists. And this has been the clean beauty movement has been, you know, incredible over the last five, 10 years. I mean, sunscreens have come a long way, you know, consumers, after cleaning up our diets, we wanted to clean up what we were putting on our skin. So this huge movement of organics and purity has really dictated the market. And so consumers have been, you know, really demanding for more purity. And the good news is that companies have been acquiescing because money talks, right? And so we vote with our dollars. And so that's one part of it. You know, parabens, of course, need to be taken out, synthetics. um, There's a lot of perfumes. There's, there's, once you really start reading the list of what is in a skincare product, your eyes will just pop out, you know? And so there is that part of this, of, to answer that question is number one, purity. Um, And now what I'm doing with my skincare line is moving beyond purity, beyond that first level of like, okay, let's make sure this is at least natural, (laughs) you know, before we put it on our skin, because it will get absorbed into our bloodstream. The second aspect of this is that the approach of the medical and clinical industry is all wrong. I have to just say it like that and lay it out because it's all trauma-based. So in the 1930s, um, it was... basically discovered that if the entire epidermis of somebody's skin was removed, that the dermal layer, that deeper layer underneath it, it has the power to replace it. And so we've been continuing off of that old model ever since. And it's this old, outdated philosophy that's you harm to heal. And that's what's outdated. So we can't, and what I have learned from firsthand, um, hands down, 
from watching and looking and carefully assessing everybody's skin over the years, all different walks of life, all different colors, all economic brackets, is that these procedures actually take a toll on our skin long term. So when we're harming our skin and harming our skin and putting this extra workload on our dermal layer, the dermal layer, our dermal layer thins at a faster rate. So we get this like new burst of skin cells from this, um, you know, a chemical peel, a microdermabrasion, a lasering, anything that's trauma-based, which is pretty much the whole anti-aging and acne and corrective skin niche, it, it, it diminishes our skin health over time. Our skin jumps up, makes new skin cells, but after that has faded and the inflammation goes away, our skin is in worse shape than where we started. So, so to answer your question, that's what's outdated. Our whole approach of harming to heal has, um, it's airtight for me based on what I've seen that it does not work. All of these procedures are not creating healthier skin. It's just not. So what are you seeing clinically to show, wow, this actually makes somebody worse? Well, um, it's like the... Well, number one, everybody's the people who participate in this and how and over the years is the skin loses its luster. Um, it loses its vitality. All of these procedures are incredibly dehydrating. So that in and of itself decreases skin health and skin literally starts to age faster. It's thinner. Um, some skin gets like this translucent glassy look because that layer underneath has just been, you know, worked to death. Different skin types manage this trauma differently than others. Some skin types might not show these effects, you know, till a lot further, whereas skin sensitive skin types, it's more obvious right away. And there's a, a whole throwing out of balance of the skin. The skin can get, gets blotchy. It gets congested. That's one of the main things. I mean, Americans were obsessed with cleaning out our pores. And what's so tragic is the more that we conventionally try to clean out our pores, the more congested they become with, with the astringence and the dehydration and all of the stress that our skin is enduring with this, you know, these poor minimizing treatments, these clay treatments, all of these, all of these things are actually contributing to the faster congestion of our skin. Okay. So when you're looking at, for example, salicylic acid, I'm assuming that you're talking more about salicylic acid and, and drying components as well. It, it was kind of mixed in there, right? Well, it's mixed. I mean, there's two aims within the corrective skin industry. And one is all about aging and sun damage. Okay. And then the other one is all about clearing acne. And there is some overlap. And it is true. Acne, the the strategy when clearing acne conventionally has to do with astringents like salicylic acid, acid, benzyl peroxide, oil-free moisturizers. Um, and then anti-aging, you'll get more into glycolic acid, lactic acid, although you can use that on acneic skin as well. Um, and in trauma base, um, trauma to, to heal aging skin. It, the, there is less of a, of an less, when you're dealing with anti-aging, it's less about drying out. It's true. Okay. I gotcha. Okay. So I, I just, I think I was, I was hearing kind of both sets. So I wanted to really yeah. clarify to see yeah. what was what, so I could understand. Okay. 
So what do you think is um, better to treat the skin, a better approach for that? Yeah, well, and this is something that I've spent the last 15 years streamlining. A doctor about 15 years ago invented something called dermal nutrients and discovered and patented it. And that's one of the reasons I think it's so widely undiscovered and why not used as much. But it's the bioavailable form of vitamin A. And this is the direct form that the skin can absorb and metabolize and turn into new skin cells immediately without the added inflammation and the sun sensitizing effects that a normal retinol cream has. Like a retinol cream is pretty much outdated at this point in my book because it sits superficially on the skin. Not very much of it is absorbed and causes a ton of inflammation. But if you take that form of vitamin A, retinaldehyde, that's bio available, something that your our dermal layer recognizes and gets excited about and can translate into new skin cells immediately, that's when, that's the game changer. And these this ingredient has a liposomal delivery system so that it drops all the way through our epidermal layer and is released into that dermal layer where our skin can literally start making new skin cells like in this really incredible way as if we're traumatizing it, but we're not, we're feeding it instead. So it's a whole different way and a place to get new skin cells. And so that's one of the things, that's the main thing that we can do. But it's also about, um, I have these, what I call the four fundamentals of skincare, and it's the four basic human rights that everybody's skin loves and needs. And that first one is the dermal nutrients. And the second one is water. Like everybody's skin is so hungry and so dang thirsty that um, there is a strategy and a way to bring water into our skin. And so that's the other thing that's wildly worth pursuing. I mean, skin that's dehydrated can go nowhere, never. And so raising water levels, feeding our skin, and then there's do you this mean drinking um, water or do you no, mean topically, topically. Topically, so what are you, are you doing asking. like a spritz or how does it's a hydrate, hydrating mist and a, a substance that loves water, which is like, which is hydrophilic. So an aloe vera gel or a hyaluronic yeah. that is placed strategically underneath a, an oil rich moisturizer. And the third aspect is barrier restoration, which is giving our skin this, um, it's supporting our natural acid mantle. And giving our skin layer so that that water is trapped in. I mean, we can apply water to our skin all day in the most expensive hyaluronic acid serums, you know, ever. But if there's not a layer of oil over it, it's evaporating within five or 10 minutes, probably three minutes in Boulder. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this idea of giving our skin oil, not withholding oil, because the you know, people are so afraid of clogging their pores that, you know, so many people like won't use a heavy moisturizer and that's complete sabotage. It's so important that our skin gets, gets oils. It's important for internally that we get oil and it's important topically that our skin has oil to trap that water in. And then the fourth aspect to my methodology is allowing for release So when our skin is so dehydrated and stressed out and thrown out of balance, all the congestion just starts building up underneath our skin and it's suppressed and it's in this static um, phase. But when you reverse 
all of this with hydration, dermal nutrients, and getting the skin soft and permeable again, what happens is this migration of blackheads, milia, all the stuff that our skin couldn't release previously migrates towards the top. And it, it, can spontaneously release. And that's all I do in my deep pore cleansing sessions. I, I only offer one service and that's the cleaning of skin because as it heals in this really, really profound way, it's this releasing and undoing of all of the stuff that's backlogged. And then eventually my clients need me less than once a year because once we detox somebody's skin, it's permanent. And then it's just about maintaining that the skin is in this state of self-cleansing where it doesn't get congested because it's hydrated, it's fed, the barriers restored. And there we have like true corrective functional medicine skincare Mm -hmm. that works and it's done without chemicals and without trauma. So yeah, I, I like this. So let me just give you where I am in the skincare regime. And I, and I didn't know anything about skincare. And so I think that I'm probably on, I used to be on the level as a lot of the folks out there. So I want to like take it back just a couple steps. Yeah. So number one, I did not realize how profound hyaluronic acid is with utilizing like a spritzer gel, especially in Colorado, like it was insane to see that yeah. hydration. I had no idea. Discovery. Yeah. I also did not realize that you should do multiple layers on your skin, that a moisturizer wasn't enough. And so I learned that a while ago from how Asian culture actually does skincare that was totally different than what we do, which is like a really exactly what you're talking about. Something very astringent, astringent. In fact, they don't even wash their face in the morning just to keep the natural oils. I think very much exactly, what you're talking exactly, about. Exactly. So what I think, I think that this is going to be a question is we're talking, we talked a little bit about a serum, which was the vitamin A. We have talked a little bit about something to go in between the layers. And we've talked a little bit about an oil moisturizer to go on top, but what, so what does a skincare regimen that's good look like with all the layers? Yeah. Well, the first step you nailed it and, and you're, and Marie, you're like ahead of the game. Um, a lot of people don't understand that, we have, it's the right combination of oil and water that creates moist skin. And so it's peanut butter and jelly. It's like, yeah, they go together. So if you can apply a moisturizer all day, but your skin's still dehydrated, you know, cause you've only given it oil. And if you give your skin water, but without that oil barrier, well, the water evaporates. So you're nowhere, they go together. So the first step is minimal cleansing, like the Asian culture, absolutely. And it's a European thing as well. Minimal cleansing is, is really the way to go. Um, Um, Never using a cleanser in the morning, only using a gentle cleanser and only using a gentle cleanser if you have makeup or sunscreen on. I mean, water, steam, optional washcloth, if you have no makeup or sunscreen on, perfect. (laughs) So minimal cleansing, using a hydrating mist, and the best would be spring water. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, but no more toners. Toners are out. Witch hazel, lavender, essential oils are very, almost all essential oils are too astringent to use on our face. So it, 
you're better off with a natural spring water than some special fancy toner for your skin. And then the next layer would be an aloe vera gel. I always say that this is a poor girl's hyaluronic acid. It doesn't have the power that hyaluronic has, but it has that, that love for water. So what I say, it creates like a water puff cloud, aloe vera gel. And of course, don't get this in your skin aisle, get this in your supplement aisle because skin products almost always have weird chemicals in it, where if you go to the supplement aisle and get a jar or bottle of aloe vera gel, it's going to be really pure. So you want food grade and it's pennies. So that would be the next layer. And then it would be a moisturizer and something that has, you know, cold pressed oils in it, um, coconut oil, even olive oil, avocado oil, you know, something that's, that, um, oil-free moisturizers should be like banned from the market in my opinion. (laughs) Right, right, right. Exactly. Like, oh, in the trash, Mm -hmm. but something is just to like lose that oil phobia and trap and trap that water in your skin for heaven's sake. And so that would be the basic sequence of how to, of how to layer. And then exfoliation is something that should only happen once or twice a month. People are exfoliating every day, every night, every week um, with all of these astringents and and um, glycolic acid and all of this and even alpha hydroxy acids. No, I, in my routine, there's an enzyme pack that's really creamy. You put it on for 30 minutes up to two hours and you get your perfect exfoliation, but without dehydrating our skin. So minimal exfoliation, enzyme-based, and then honestly staying away from masks. Everything that dries on your skin, like a clay mask, any mask, it's going towards dehydration, like move away. We only want goopy things on our skin, um, you know, to support that, that, mo- that moist permeability that we want to regain. So clay masks are out. All of those pore stripping masks are out. I mean, you can, you can, strip those, strip those blackheads out. But if you don't change what's actually happening in your skin, you have to, you're just going in circles. You're doing it again and again and again and again, and you're just chasing your tail. So how many layers do you actually do on your skin? Three. Well, four, if you count my sunscreen. Um, I do have a new moisturizer coming out that has a little bit of a sunscreen in it, but it would be four and it would be the rose mist, the olive, the, the, I use a special hydrating dermal nutrient serum. Um, so that would all go together, food and water, or just the aloe as the water, and then a moisturizer and then a sunscreen. Okay. Got it. And then at night you can wash your face in the morning. You don't, but at night you'll wash your face if you wore makeup. And then is your bedtime routine different? I, I usually get more generous with my products at night, more moisturizer, more serum, but, but my, with my system, it's, it's the same every morning and it's the same every night. You do have an option to add a vitamin C powder. If anybody's ever going to do anything extra with their skin, always do it at night. Don't exfoliate in the morning. Don't do the extra vitamin C or the extra dermal nutrients at night. Don't do that in the you morning, know, you, right? Don't exactly. Do oh, okay. Don't do it in the morning. You always save your extras for evening time. So that would be the difference. And of course, no sunscreen. So do you think that people can over vitamin C their face? I do. And I've seen it happen. Um, people, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> every night, vitamin C, yeah, every night. Yeah. I'm like, that looks dry. <laughs> Absolutely. And a lot of redness. Okay. So can yeah. you talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah, well, vitamin C is an incredible antioxidant and it's so, you know, so useful for free radical scavenging, evening skin tone, helping to fight you know, this, the being alive, right? Being exposed, but too much of a good thing of anything is not good. And so you just never, my rule of thumb is that we just never argue with our skin ever. And we listen and we pay attention. So if our skin gets irritated by something back off, like no questions asked, just obey your skin. Don't keep trying to like force, you know, force something on your skin, especially as it's like, you know, our skin doesn't have words. It just has color and sensation to communicate to us. And so really paying attention and, and obeying and, you know, really just learning to be your skin's best friend instead of it's like authoritarian master that says, you will eat this, you will do this. You are going to look a certain way. <laughs> totally. And what I love about Colorado specifically, and you can speak to this, you know, because you practice in Boulder. Um, I love that beauty here is almost no makeup. You can do eye makeup and maybe some chapstick or a little bit of lipstick, but like that's totally normal. And like how people are judged or, you know, how people judge themselves or whatever it is how their skin looks, how healthy it is, that that's such a priority for people to not over put on products. Have you seen that trend kind of start across the board? Well, well, I mean, holistic and functional medicine and health is like here to stay. Like we're all obsessed about it these days and beauty is health. Like it's the same thing. And of course, there's little micro groups of people that, you know, express beauty one way or another. And in Boulder, it's all very practical. Like we are outdoor women. You know, I myself river guided for 10 years in so northern cool. New Mexico. And like, you know, it's all about what's practical. And that's why my skincare line is so simple. Like there's only seven products in the whole line and you're only going to use one of the three serums that I made. So, but I, I love that about Colorado very much. And the thing that we have to watch in that is that because we're not wearing a lot of makeup, we really have to pay attention to sunscreen and we, we are at high altitude here. And everybody here is such an outdoor person that we really have to watch our sun exposure. That's, that would be the one drawback. Like those women in LA wear a lot of makeup and you know they get, they get some protection from the sun in that way. And out here we need to you know do extra sunscreen, clean sunscreen. Totally. Yeah. So is there anything that I didn't ask that you feel like is really important to add? I feel like we covered a lot of things. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I guess I want to say it's just we're been hypnotized by the skin industry and specifically the corrective skin industry that if we want to anti-age or that we want to clear our acne, there's only been essentially one choice and that's to get on antibiotics, to go through lasers, to, you know, get on all the astringents, to do all these chemical peels and microdermabrasion. And I'm just kind of over here waving my hand saying, hey, hey, like I've scouted a new route. It's time tested. I've streamlined it. And there is an alternative route and it works. Awesome. So where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you? Yeah. So uh, my website, um, Skin Harmonics. And if you type in backslash podcast, I made a special landing page just for your listeners. You would just um, 
fill in the information. I, I'm trying to gather email addresses, but what you'll get, follow the sequence, but you'll get a coupon. You'll get a really awesome 20% off coupon, anything you order off my website. And I also put together a PDF of the 10 things that our skin wishes we would stop doing to it. So it's um, it's kind of surprising and fun to read through those 10 things. And um, that's, that's in that landing page as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was just awesome to have you. I like to talk about skincare a lot. So I just think it's a really fun topic. Some things that we take for granted, maybe when we um, get used to doing it a certain way, we get clear skin, we don't think about it anymore. And then we have so many people struggling, but I definitely have, um, I benefited from the layered approach very much. Definitely. And preserving our skin, not traumatizing it, feeding it, and helping our skin look better. Like I want to look good when I'm 80. I don't know about you. I mean, I'm still going to need my skin when I'm 90. And if we wear it out too soon, it, you know, I just know that we can do better. I know we can. Totally. Totally. (laughs) Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We're so grateful to have you um, share this with us today. If you like what we're doing, please comment below, say hello, tell us what you want to hear more of. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed learning with us today, please give us a five-star review, comment, like, and share our podcast with your friends and family. As always, if you'd like to learn more information about today's guest, please head over to fearlesshealthpodcast.com for links to their site and other educational resources.